0: Hey guys, it's Brad. Welcome into College Sportscast. We are presented by The Fanboys. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Brad with College Sportscast. I have a special guest with me tonight. Uh, Tonight I have Josh Josh Linky. I can't say his name, but Josh Linky with me. Um, And we're going to do kind of a special Sweet 16 matchups. He is uh, the Zagaholic, is what he's majorly known by started a blog a long time ago i think what 2007 josh is that yeah,
1: right yeah uh 20 2007 and i've been doing the tweeting and you know podcasting and all that thing pretty much since the mid-2010s right
0: but you're still kind of known as the zagaholic
1: yeah yeah the zagaholic on uh twitter and um, I have a the Zegaholic podcast. You can get it on Spotify and everything. And, um, and then I also just recently launched a podcast with uh, a Kentucky fan called Switch Everything. And you know, we talk uh, Kentucky and Gonzaga, but we also talk all of national college basketball. So just you know, any any story or topic that's going on uh, on the scene of college basketball, we're going to discuss. Right. Yeah,
0: I, I noticed your new your your new podcast as well. I didn't know you was with a Kentucky fan on it, but you you have been on our show before. It was before we were doing video and it was when we was doing the podbean audio stuff, and you were on when we previewed the Gonzaga and Kentucky game early in the season, like in November. Yeah. 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 So so he was on with us once before. Um, and I'm excited to have him back because tonight the Sweet 16 matchup
2: purchase,
0: is is on. John, you have got a bag
2: and
0: I'm have you got something on in the background. <laughs> no, they were
2: doing, doing a pretty cool um, line dance thing situation. It might be his wife.
1: <laughs> He's got his wife on in the background. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all I think. Thing.
2: Aww.
0: All right, I'll get him off for just a second. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll get him back in a minute. All right, so what I was saying, we're excited because tonight Gonzaga and UCLA match up for a Sweet 16 matchup. And uh, the last time they matched up was a Final Four game a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament, the last time in, in March Madness.
1: It might be right. the last time, period. Is it the last time they played each other? We we played last year also in Vegas uh, during a preseason kind of uh, non conference uh, game, and we ended up beating them by about twenty in Vegas uh, last year as well. So,
0: okay, all right. Well, this is actually
1: this is our. our third tournament game against UCLA all time. Of course, everybody probably remembers the Adam Morrison right. uh, collapsing on the floor, crying in two thousand six. Yeah, two was uh, it which, six or seven? Six. It was two thousand six. Yeah, and okay. uh, that effectively ended his college career that night. Yeah, um, yeah, and, that was a.
0: Yeah. Um, you know,
1: I I remember that one as well. So yeah, and then we ended up playing again in uh, I believe it was twenty uh 15 it was either 2015 2016 um we and we beat him that time in the sweet sixteen um and you know that was uh kind of like exercising the demons so to speak <laughs> but right, uh, right the final four shot was the, the big one that everybody remembers of course because yeah you know, well i'll I'll get to that hour. a
0: little I'll get to that with a little deeper into it here yeah. but but the uh, I definitely was going to bring that one up, the Final yeah. Four shot. Um, but I just want to welcome to the show. John Roberts is on with us now. Hey, John. Can you hear me? I'm not sure that he's... I'm not sure that he can hear me yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So the big story, of course, is the senior or the, I guess, I guess Timmy's a senior. Is Timmy a Mm -hmm. senior
1: or a junior? Yeah, he's a true uh, senior. He's a, this is, that's what I thought. He's, he
0: is a senior, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, of course, Jaime uh, from, and, and and Tyler Campbell from UCLA are uh, all, you know, been a part of that. 2021 final four game we were just talking about. So with Timmy, what do you expect to see
1: tonight with, with true Timmy? Well, I think, uh, what, what you should expect to see would be to him, you know, him doing what he does in the tournament. And that is, um, you know, get out there and perform at a high level. Um, he has had, I believe 10, 20 point games in the tournament now, um, in his career And it's nine actually. He's actually
0: tied. He's actually tied the record with six other guys. Okay, there you go.
1: And that's um, the
0: record for most twenty point games in the NCAA tournament. Yeah,
1: and so you know, and one thing that gives me a little bit of hope on that front would be the fact that uh, UCLA is kind of uh, struggling in their front court right now, and there's potential that Adam Bona will not be able to play tonight. Um uh, I've you know there's there's been some tweets about that today that he's questionable for the game. And if, if that's the case, then you know Timmy doesn't really have a lot that he's going against in that front court. Um right. So, you know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna guarantee he's gonna have a big game because Jaime Hawkins is still there. They still have some, you know, very good defensive talent. Um they can make things interesting in the middle for sure. But you know, Timmy won't necessarily have as, as big of a matchup uh potential that we thought he was going to have?
0: Well, Bona did play the last game, the round mm-hmm. of 32 game, um, He, but he only played about 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Bona did, and he's coming off of a chest injury, um, and, you know, I, I don't know. Singleton also got hurt at the end of that game. Right. And I think he's questionable tonight as well. So I'm not exactly sure what to expect with him from UCLA either. Um, But speaking of Drew Timmy, um, he did tie the record for the most 20-point games. He uh, Actually, there's six other people, and I'm going to try to remember every one of them, but I'm probably going to leave one out. Glenn Rice is one. Um, Danny Manning is one. Elvin Hayes is one. Um, i tell you one is Bill Bradley with Princeton is one of them. Actually, a Princeton guy from the 60s, Bill Bradley is one. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's six guys that Timmy is tied with, and he has a chance tonight if he can go for 20 to break that record and get that 10th one that you were talking about. And that would be the most points ever—twenty-point um, games, sorry—in the NCAA history. Yeah. John, can you hear me now? I can
2: now. Good lord! Okay, my audio was well, just so, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so stupid. we could hear you. Your wife was talking. Yeah, and I know. And then I was like, you.
2: "Crap! I need to turn. I need to mute the mic." And, and then, so then, and I'm then,
0: like, and then you couldn't hear us. So yeah, I'm I not real sure. It. So anyway, yeah, I, I figured I figured that out after a minute. So yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Josh, this is John, John, and uh, he's one of my partners on the show, and and we're kind of previewing the UCLA and the uh, Gonzaga matchup right now. So let's go to that 2021. There won't be any Jalen Suggs shots tonight at the end of the game. I know that for sure. No matter what happens, Jalen Suggs won't be hitting a near-half-court shot to to send uh, UCLA home and and move Gonzaga on is there, um, you know, is there another player on the team that you think that can do something and play similar to the way Suggs
1: played two years ago? Yeah, I I think that the guy that naturally takes that role is Julian Strather. Um, he's a he's a native of Las Vegas, so he's going to be playing in front of his you know family and in his hometown tonight. Um, and you know he's done this uh, all season long. He's had big big clutch shots in games against BYU. Um, you know in, in games uh, he had a forty point game a few weeks back. Um, you know he's he's kind of a, a microwave scorer in a way. Like when he gets hot, he just he takes over, right. Um, but the thing about Julian Strather that's real interesting is we're actually 24 and one in games in which he scored at least 11 points this season. So um, when he's contributing at even just a, 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 you know, relatively even level uh, Gonzaga wins generally.
0: Right. Um, That's, that's the guy I thought you would probably bring up when I asked that question. Would be Strider. That's who I was thinking you would, you know, you know, would bring up in that situation. Um, another key, I I think, and and I'll I'll get to this, and and I'll see what you say, think about it. But I've got keys to the game, and a key to me for Gonzaga is the play of Watson.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anton Watson's gonna is gonna is gonna be a key factor in this game if Gonzaga is going to win this game. Um, I know I know Strather is you know a 42% three point shooter and 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 Gonzaga needs his scoring but but Watson's got to got to show up and play well as well in yeah. this game.
1: Yeah, Anton Watson uh Mark Few would tell you is is maybe our MVP of this season. Um you know he he's not necessarily the guy that jumps out at you in the box score as being like <laughs> the main uh player for Gonzaga but what he is is kind of like a an even better glue guy than what a lot of teams would normally title that role because he's our best defender. Um, I think you'll probably remember back to that Kentucky game. He got assigned to Shibway for the majority of that game. And even though he's smaller than Shibway, um, he gave him fits because he it's just his hands. He's got incredibly fast hands. He is chaotic in passing lanes. Um, he's a guy who, Will, you know, get lots of steals. He's one of the, the best uh, defensive players, I think, on this roster and, and then on the offensive end. He's underrated. Um, he's not necessarily a three point shooter or, you know, an outside threat, but he can occasionally knock those down. And what he really where he really thrives, though, is in the middle, his ability to uh, create off the bounce in the in the post. And uh, he's a nice one two punch with Timmy down low and uh, also very underrated passer for his size.
0: What, What's some, what's some other keys you think for the game um, that you think will go e- either way, Gonzaga way? And you can also talk about some of the keys you think that'll happen for UCLA as
1: well. Yeah, I think the clear strength for UCLA is Tiger Campbell. Uh, he's one of the most experienced point guards in the nation. Uh, he is a level-headed, very... Uh, Experienced leader who will keep that team focused and and doing exactly what Mick Cronin wants. Gets to, to the do. line a lot and knocks exactly. them down, and yeah. and he he knows how to create uh, on offense for them. Which you know UCLA is is one of the I think they're number two on Ken Palm in defense in the nation, and uh, but but on offense Tiger Campbell is what gets them to go. He knows how to feed uh, Jaime Hawkins down low. Uh, he's been real key in getting Amari Bailey to come out of his shell and become a much more complete player as the season has progressed. So, you know, and that's that's a strength that maybe Gonzaga doesn't have uh, on our end is Nolan Hickman, while improving and developing as the season has progressed. But he's not Tiger Campbell. Uh, exactly. He's not Tiger Campbell. And and he won't be for the no. next year or two because Tiger Campbell is a a very experienced four-year player at this point.
0: He is. Absolutely, and and Nolan Hickman. This is really his first year running the, you know, running the show basically exactly. for Gonzaga. Yeah, he he is a sophomore, but this is his first year running the show.
1: Right. Yeah, because I mean, if you if you remember last year, he was behind Andrew Nemhard, who was really one of the best point guards in college basketball. Mark Fuse called him maybe the best pick-and-roll point guard that he's ever had at Gonzaga, which is really high praise. So, you know, Nolan got to learn behind him, but he is not yet Andrew Nemhard. Right.
0: I got – I do – there's one question that I wanted to ask you. Efton Reed, mm-hmm. does – will he play – does he play as much – I mean, you know, does he come off the bench? Does he contribute? Um, it it kind of shocks me that he transferred out there and, and isn't as big a part of this team as I thought he might be.
1: Yeah, so Efton Reed, is um, he's had moments this year where he has contributed. He, he actually did a little bit in the second half against Michigan State, and we played them on the aircraft carrier earlier this year. <clears throat> but um, he knew coming into this that this was going to be a learning year for him. He was going to sit behind Drew Timmy. He was going to learn the ins and outs of what a big player at Gonzaga is supposed to do. Um, you know, and he's going to work on his body, work on just understanding the playbook, get, get, you know, to the point where he's ready. And then next year would be his chance to, you know, show his skills and become a bigger contributor. But, you know, it's just, it's just that thing where Anton Watson and Drew Timmy are the bigger, uh, more experienced Experienced. uh, players at this point. And then Ben Gregg came out of nowhere in November, uh, where a lot of Gonzaga fans didn't really expect him to become a contributor this year. And he kind of stole those minutes from Efton early on. He's been just a, a godsend of energy throughout the season. He's also kind of a pick and pop uh, stretch four, somebody who can step outside, knock down a three. But he's also really shown growth on defense and hustle this year, which is something that was always a question mark with him in the past. Um, so we're, we're excited to see that you know he's become that more complete player.
0: All right. I mean, I just wanted to bring up Efton Reed because he tra- he did transfer from SEC school. We're in that kind of SEC land. Me and me and John, I'm in Kentucky. He's in Birmingham, Alabama. So, um, you know, we're we're in the SEC country over here. And Efton Reed was a, a pretty big star, you know, athlete, and, and and transferred out to Gonzaga. So, I wanted to ask you about him while we had you on. Do you think he will? Has he played much? I, I I do remember it seems like one of the last games y'all played against St. Mary's, I seen mm-hmm. him playing. So yeah, I and mean some at
1: this time. point, most of his playing time is garbage time. He's just not getting a lot. You know, like if if for whatever reason we were to pull out and get a big lead against UCLA today, which I am not predicting, by the way. Um, or Timmy gets in foul trouble. Sure. Yeah. If if we need the extra body, that that could be a case too. But Um, I wouldn't expect to see him log many, if any, minutes tonight. All
0: right. I just wanted to bring him up. Um, Like I said, it's SEC country here. So, and uh, I feel like he's a, if he stays and he's there and and learns and stuff under Timmy, I I feel like Efton Reed would be a good bonus for y'all for next year. Absolutely. All right. So, what are your predictions? for this game?
1: I think that this is going to be a close game. Um, However, with the front court issues that UCLA has um, right now, if Gonzaga is knocking down the shots that we know they're capable of knocking down, um, I feel like this is going to be a difficult uh, matchup for UCLA. They're not going to be able to, um, you know, score with the consistency to keep Gonzaga from pulling away towards the end. I see it as like a five to seven point win for Gonzaga, which I know that doesn't necessarily jive with what the sports books are saying, but uh, that's just my personal opinion based on, you know, all the the research that I've done going into this. Well,
0: the sports books are saying one and a half for UCLA. That's what they were saying this morning early. Right. Uh, that's what Vegas, the Caesar sports book was saying when I was looking at, at it this morning. Um, I, with, UCLA's injuries, I do expect Gonzaga to win this game, and I'm kind of with you on that boat. I feel like it could be anywhere from a five to an eight, you know, maybe five to eight point win, something like that, is kind of where I'm leaning. Um, If, you know, if Jalen Clark doesn't get hurt and you got him and Tiger Campbell, um. And you know going against Hickman and you know the the one knock that I had against Gonzaga all year long was their guard play. I didn't think their guard play was quite up to par what it's been the last two or three years. Sure. And I would think you're you as a Gonzaga, you know, fan would, you know, would would agree with me on that. Absolutely. Um but you know, in this game without Jalen Clark, Tiger Campbell could still control this game somewhat. Um, but I, but I do expect Gonzaga and Timmy to get this win. Um, Josh, I'm actually pulling, I'm pulling for you tonight for the I Zags, appreciate it, so. man. We can, we can yeah, use man, all I, the help I, we can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm a Kentucky fan. Kentucky's already got knocked out. So
1: yeah,
0: I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm pulling for you guys tonight. I actually picked you guys. I have this is one game in the Sweet Sixteen that I got completely right. And I actually picked Gonzaga to beat UCLA in this matchup um before the tournament, you know, when we're filling out brackets and all that kind sure. of stuff. So
2: me too. No, I, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I had I had Gonzaga over UCLA in this particular matchup. So yeah,
1: yep. Yep. Yeah, the the, the team yes. that really gives me pause is the one that's waiting in the Elite A matchup who just curb stomped uh, Arkansas and that is UConn with their Yeah, so we'll we'll get court. to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so i was gonna get to your final four thoughts. Um and you know we can talk about some of the games that's just went that just happened. So mm-hmm. two of the games are well, I'm not sure if this other game is final. One yes, of the games is. is final.
2: Well, both of them are final well, now. Hold on, hold on. The-
0: I'm not sure if the Arkansas yukon game is completely mm-hmm. final. Um,
2: give me a second. No, there's still about three or so minutes left. Yeah. So, yeah. Kansas
0: State and Michigan State is final. It went into overtime and Kansas State won 98 to 93. So, Kansas yeah. State is being on to the Elite Eight.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and then, UConn is pile driving Arkansas, it seems, pretty much all night. Um, yeah. Arkansas yeah. is coming off of a huge win and looking great against Kansas. Uh, who's the number one seed in that region, and knocked them off. Um, But they really, you know, the ugly Arkansas come back out tonight. If you ask me, um, they went long droughts without scoring again, and uh, that's kind of been their nemesis, I guess, this year uh, for Arkansas. And it looks like UConn, they're up 25 with – Two and a half minutes to go, something like that. So yeah. um, UConn is going to advance. You will be if you know the winner of the Gonzaga um, UCLA game will be playing
1: UConn. That's right.
0: Yeah. So what's your what's your thoughts on the Final Four all around I me? Mean, you know the the Sweet Sixteen and and who all might come out of it.
1: Yeah. So before the the tournament began, I picked. Um, Houston, Alabama, Gonzaga, and uh, actually my dark horse pick was Memphis to go to the Final Four. But obviously Memphis fell to FAU with some questionable calls at the end of that game in the first round. Um, And now my pick out of that region would actually be Tennessee, believe it or not. I kind of feel like this is the year where Rick Barnes has a chance to potentially punch that ticket finally and get Tennessee. Well, the region is open
0: forward. for him. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, in, in Kansas state's formidable, no doubt. And uh, I, th- I think Jalen, Jalen Noel has been a godsend for, for, for Jerome Tang. Uh, I think he had like 19 assists and, 20 points tonight. I mean, he's he's yeah, he, had 15, he
0: had 15 like with half the second half to go or something assist.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um and, and then, you know, Keontae Johnson, obviously he's he's living up to all of the uh hopes that everyone had for him before he had that heart issue at Florida a few years back. Um So, you know, I'm not I'm not discounting uh, Kansas State. They could easily win that. And that's that's the thing about March every single game at this point is is 50-50 like it's I this just, is going to be the,
0: without Ziggler, uh, i don't know the guard play i don't know if they can match up with with Nor- Norvell or not i mean he's that, just that's something a good else. point
1: yeah that's a good point honestly after watching them play tonight I'm, I'm questioning that pick a little bit, but you know, I, I, the other day I said it, so I'm going to stand by it. I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. Well, I still have three part.
0: of mine in as well. I, I, I actually picked Gonzaga in, in this region to go the final four. I All picked right. Houston. I picked Alabama. And then my other pick was actually Marquette and they got knocked okay. out by Michigan state in the second round. Yeah. Um, miss there. They're the other team, so in that region, if I had to do it now, I would probably pick Kansas State just because of the way they, they look and the way they've been playing. Uh, I think the guard yeah. play – and guard play usually wins in, in the tournament most of the time. So, um, sure, you know, if I had to do it over right now, I'd probably pick Kansas State in that region. John, what do you think?
2: Well – I currently only have two in the final four. Um, it is not Gonzaga. I had Gonzaga losing before that, um, but yeah, I'm. <laughs> funny enough, I'm winning the bracket challenge, but I don't have the I don't have a whole lot of points available for me beyond here. So I'm not right. really going to do well if uh, I don't hit every available.
0: Game that you have. game that
2: I can <laughs> right. So, um, I will fall and fall fast. So, uh, as far as the what I had, I think I had uh, I had Texas, Kansas, I had Marquette, and who was my other one? Texas, Kansas, Marquette, and
1: Bama. Bama.
2: Nope. I actually had Bama oh. losing earlier, but. They also were losing to a team that got knocked out before they have played them.
0: Did you have Duke in that region?
2: No, I did not. I have it up here. I could pull it up and tell you who I had. No, it. you
0: said play. Marquette, so it'd be a different region. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Uh, Arizona, yeah. who lost oh. early. Yeah. Arizona, yeah. yeah. Right. I had Texas winning it all, so that at least they're still safe. But um, now. Arizona getting knocked out <laughs> in the first round really. Did a number on my bracket of course uh did a number on that region basically just destroyed the region right. um virginia also losing early because virginia and arizona were supposed to play in the lead eight so that really
0: yeah knocked you in the head in that yeah region. yeah that's
2: why i thought i was always losing and then kept getting shocked every time i saw that i was <laughs> In the first place. he's
0: actually ahead right now in in the bracket but yeah but I'm, um, I'm going yeah. to
2: lose because I don't have enough points people available. will pass me if yeah. if certain things happen I will I will fall and I will fall fast who, who
1: was your title pick it was it was Texas, Texas. Texas.
2: So I, Texas. I still okay. have well, I still have yeah, te- yeah he's still
0: you know if Texas was to win he might have a chance sure I have
2: yeah. one on yeah. each side so yeah. I oh
1: all right did he freeze up i think so
0: <laughs> all right well josh i appreciate you being on with us and yes sir uh, thank you for having me we we appreciate you being on we appreciate you know the time with you know right before the game and everything and being on with us so uh i know i wish you i wish you luck tonight
1: I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And Yeah, man. If if anybody out there is looking for a new podcast to listen to, if you're a Kentucky fan, switch everything, just like the defensive term, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, all the major outlets. Right.
0: Um, And I'll help promote you and tag you and stuff on this and, and tag your switch everything as well. If you, if you'd like that, and that way we can kind of do it all together. And, and, All right. and, you know, and hit everything together, but we appreciate you being on. I promised you, I would try to have you off by eight 30. You have an eight forty five. This is central times. Y'all have an eight forty five tip. Um, yes, sir. so I, I want to make sure that I get you out. And I know that you're going to be heavily involved in the game tonight. So
1: absolutely. I appreciate you, you being you. on thank with you
2: me again. Yes, All
0: right. sir. Thank you. All right. Josh Linky is, was with us tonight. So thank you, Josh. Have a good one, y'all.
2: All right,
0: All right guys. That was Josh Linky. He is the Zagaholic. He created a blog in 2007 called The Zagaholic, and it actually took off, went big, um, and he has expanded it and doing a lot more than just a blog. He reports and does all kinds of stuff for uh, Gonzaga basketball and uh, he's on a Gonzaga podcast and he's on the podcast that he was promoting here tonight called Switch Everything. He actually lived in Louisville for a while um, and uh, so there's a Kentucky fan with him on the Switch Everything podcast so we are kind of promoting that since Josh was on with us. And we thank him for being on with us right before the Sweet 16 matchup.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: So before we go on, I'm going to do a little promo here for the Fresh Channel. The Fresh Channel is something that we are on on Sunday nights. And I am going to do a little promo. And here it is, guys.
1: hey i am how fresh here to tell you about the real fresh channel that's right youtube.com slash the real fresh channel we are a network aiming to bring you various content each and every day different types of podcasts different type of content uh, anything from college sportcast uh, and fresh takes for some sports we also got you want to do what we got the wrestling corner we got live stream just go over to youtube.com slash the real fresh channel and hit us up today Thank you for uh, checking it out. Appreciate your time.
2: Right on.
0: All right, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. So we're back. That was the Real Fresh channel. Um, that is Howie Fresh. Check him out on YouTube. Um, having a little commercial time in there for him. He's doing one for us, so I'm doing one for him. All right, so let's let's get to the Michigan State-Kansas State game. That was a, a well of a game. Um, <clears throat> it went into overtime. Michigan State actually led a few times late in this, and Kansas State hit some really big shots. And won 98 93 in overtime. Um, and it was, it was a great game. John, did you watch a lot of that or no?
2: Uh, I mean, it was on at the place I was at for a little bit, then it went away, and then it was, uh, it was on again, and it was right before it went to, uh, overtime. So, um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. I just knew it was close. And it well,
0: was I was preparing the show a little bit, so I didn't actually sit and continuously watch the whole thing. But it was a really, really good game. I watched the first half and bits and pieces of the second half and bits and pieces of overtime is, is how is how I got to watch it because I was preparing for the show and everything. But it was a great game. Um, I'm telling you, the Kansas State little guard, Nobel, is – Noel is, I mean, he had, I'm pretty sure he was close to 20 assists tonight on top of all the scoring that he done. So, uh, I mean, he, he's just something else. He, he's the one that beat Kentucky the other night. Um, and he knocks out Michigan state and Tom Izzo on a night when they played really, really well. And then, the other game just went final. I have it on the bottom of the screen. Arkansas and UConn. Um, Arkansas never really was in this game after the ten-minute mark. Um, the first ten minutes, this they were they were down like twenty-one to seventeen or something like that. And then after that, they were never they um, they they went on a dry spell. I think they got outscored fourteen to nothing at that point, point. Um, and they just never were really, in this game. UConn controlled the game. Arkansas just didn't score well in this game and went through some droughts. Um, so UConn advances to the Elite Eight and looked, looked well doing it. You know, this UConn team is a dangerous team. Uh, earlier in the year, they, they knocked off Alabama um, and won some big games early in the year. They kind of went through the stretch where I was kind of worried about them, but they look like they have they have found Hurley's got them back playing the way they were early in the year. Yeah.
2: Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I did have uh, the Arkansas game, and they did go ice cold for a little bit and allow um, UConn to just blitz them early and they never really recovered um, i believe they went down 10 15 early in the game and then just never could climb their way out of it so yeah
0: right well that's kind of the first games now the rest of the games have not been played yet so we're going to do some picks on the rest of the games um this is our game day pick'em show. I just – we had a special guest on, and we're going to kind of finish the show up here with our pick'ems. Um, the next two games for tonight is Florida Atlantic, FAU versus Tennessee. That game will be coming on here in just a few minutes. Um, and I kind of want to do a pick on this game. We'll start with that one, and, and then we'll go move on to the Zags and UCLA. I kind of already – Said my pick on that one, but we'll start with the FAU versus Tennessee. What do you, What do you think in this game? Do you think that um, FAU, who has been a top twenty team for most of the season, and also a near top twenty team in the in the net rankings as well, you know, do they do they have a shot tonight
2: against Tennessee? I mean, they always have a shot, but I just I feel like Tennessee is going to have a a few um, – I believe they're just, they're just going to be able to outlast them. Tennessee
0: um, is a five-point favorite, according yeah. to Vegas.
2: So, but, I I mean, I, I just think Tennessee will, will, will be there at the end. Uh, don't really see Tennessee much further than this, but I think tonight, yes.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Tennessee in this game as well. Um, the way they played against Duke, if they play that way, if they play rough and tough, I just don't see FAU being able to stay with them. Um, and I, and when I say that, I'm not saying because Duke, they, they didn't run away from Duke either. You know, it was a six, eight, ten point game the entire game. And that's kind of what I feel like this game will be, you know, somewhere in that six to 12 point range, pretty much the whole game. Um, and you know, it'll be a six or eight point win probably for Tennessee would be my, would be what I think will probably happen in this game. Now that is if Tennessee plays physical and tough, like they normally play, right. You know, if, if, If Tennessee comes out and and plays um, more – you know, looks more finesse, then I think FAU would have a shot to maybe speed the game up on them and and possibly beat them. Yeah. Yeah. yep. That would be – that would be my take on this game. And then the Gonzaga-UCLA game is is basically the game of the night, if you ask me. I know Kansas State, Michigan State – was just a well of a game to watch. Um, But Gonzaga and UCLA have now had – this is their fourth NCAA matchup in the last 16, 17 years now. Um, You know, that two of those three previous matchups were, were buzzer beaters. Two of the three. The 2006 game and the 2021 game were buzzer beaters, um, and about four or five of the players that were on the floor in the Final Four in 2021 are still playing tonight in this game. Um, Drew Timmy's playing. Uh, Jaime Haquez is playing. Tiger Campbell is playing. And I think there's a couple of more, you know, one on each team at least that that was on the floor um, in 2021 in the Final Four when Jalen Suggs hit the game winner from just past half court to move yeah. them on to move them on to the final game, um, and that was actually to preserve Gonzaga's um, undefeated season. They actually were undefeated that year in the championship game and lost in the championship game in 2021 to Baylor. Um, but I'm I'm going to pick the Zags. I had picked the Zags in this game um, before this tournament started in my bracket. I'm going to stay with Zags. I think Drew Timmy does climb that 20 point. Uh, Mountain uh, that I was talking about earlier. If he gets 20 points tonight, he will have 10, 20 point NCAA games and break the record. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Zags. Is that? I think that's what you said you was going to go with too, right?
2: Yeah, I'm going Zags. I had this game as well with uh, both UCLA and Gonzaga in it, and I have uh, Gonzaga winning it going to the Elite Eight.
0: All right. I thought that's what you'd said. So uh, then we're going to get to tomorrow's games. There's four games tomorrow. The first two games are number one seeds. we got San Diego State, number five seed versus number one, Alabama. And uh, this game is being played in Louisville.
2: Louisville.
0: Yep, and being played in Louisville, Kentucky. That is correct. You know, what do you think in this game? Do you think San Diego State is... Uh, San is, Diego
2: State's got to play bully ball in order, yeah. to, in order to have any success. They've got to dominate the paint, but they've got to keep... I mean, I just think that, that Alabama shooters have to just be ice cold in this game for this game to have any sort of success for San Diego State. Uh, while as an Auburn fan, I would love it and I would celebrate and absolutely laugh hysterically for San Diego state to win this. Um, but Alabama has beaten every opponent or just about every opponent by like 20 plus. And I kind of feel like that's, what's going to happen again.
0: Their so, favored seven and a half.
2: Yeah. That's well, their,
0: that, their that squad. Well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. The mm-hmm. Vegas has them favored seven and a half in this game. Um, you know, I just, unless, unless Alabama is just ice cold tomorrow.
2: I believe I just said that.
0: Yeah. I just don't (laughs) see, I just don't see Alabama not winning this game. Correct. So I'm going to pick, I mean, Alabama, you know, they, with, uh, with Sears and Gurley and, you know, and, and Brandon Miller and, you know they just they just have too much i think um so i'm i'm going to go with alabama in this game and then the next one is also a 5 versus a 1 you have miami versus houston and this is in kansas city missouri
2: yeah um i just i, I honestly think that uh that houston god they haven't truly needed Sasser. I think that they would need Sasser in this game. He's, had,
0: he's technically had about another five and a half or six days to heal. So right with his growing with his growing injury.
2: Right, but I mean that thing. It's that's not a that's not an easy recovery. Um, that takes time and rest and not you know, getting out there and practicing. He's got to be out and at least moving around. But, you know, you could easily mess something up just doing that. So, um, I'm going to go Houston on this one, but, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Miami won.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I I had Miami getting upset early in this in the tournament. I I really um, Miami they were playing without one of their players. They do have him back. I don't know, you know, if the chemistry's still there, and you know, and all that with them. Um, so that has helped. But late in the season, Miami gave up a 26-point second-half lead to Florida State at home, and that just killed me with them. I just couldn't it's pick them. Not, not a
2: good Florida State team either. No, so, no, it was oh, a
0: terrible yeah. Florida State team. And, right. I, and that just killed me with them, and I just couldn't pick them. Um, right. But, you know – they do have Isaiah Wong and, and, and another good player, like I said, that just come back, and his name starts with an O, and I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, but anyway, so, you know, there's – that. you know, they, they do have some players and some talent. Isaiah Wong was an honorable mention All-American. Um, you know, so, you know, they do they do have some players. And with Sasser and his growing problems – you know, Houston is probably more vulnerable than what I thought they would be. Um, right. You know, with that, but I am going to pick Houston in this game. I had picked them to start with. Um, in this game, this is one that I picked and can win, and uh, I'm going to stick with Houston to get to the right. elite eight. Yep. And then the late games tomorrow night are. Princeton, number fifteen seed Princeton, versus number six seed Creighton in this Sweet Sixteen matchup, and it actually is an intriguing matchup. Uh, Princeton, you know, plays their style of offense, and if you're a basketball fan, you you know the Princeton offense. It's famously been run by 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 you know Princeton, but also it was famously run by John Thompson at Georgetown in the 80s and 90s.
2: It's famously run by unathletic teams to close the, the gap between them and athletic teams.
0: Yep, that's exactly. It slows
2: the game down. And it slows the game
0: down. They, that's, that's what they do. It's It's many, many picks
2: chance. and screens.
0: Yep. They go through many, many picks and screens, A lot of them are backdoor screens, um, and and the offense uses backdoor screens. And, you know, Princeton has used this this year with a good team, by the way. They are, you know, 22 or 23 wins now, something like that. Um, And with a good team, they have used that to – first of all, they knocked off the league champion, Yale – in the conference tournament um, and then they and then they knocked off Arizona as a one seed in the first round and then they knocked not only knocked off they like manhandled number 7 Missouri and beat them handedly i mean Missouri was never within 12 15 points the whole second half in that game Um, and, and, and so Princeton is a, you know, it is a good team. And I think it's actually going to be an interesting matchup with Creighton because Creighton, you know, has five or six players. They're not the most athletic, you know, they're not Alabama. They're not Houston. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't have the athletes. They have good basketball players. And Princeton has good basketball players, and I actually think this is a good matchup. What do you think?
2: Uh, I really think that ultimately this uh, this Cinderella story is going to hit midnight for Princeton. Um, I would love it for Princeton to win this one just to really, really kind of set the world on fire because you know it's- me. That'd be two chaos. years in a
0: row. of uh, 15 seed gets to lead. I love
2: chaos, and while I never picked this, you know, this would be the 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 absolute most chaotic thing that could happen to the tournament so far, or, yeah, or, or, or 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 at at this point, you know, you know, outside of you know, like I said, the fact that they knocked off Arizona early and absolutely destroyed my bracket. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mine too because I had an entire region go south because they lost and Virginia lost early. Right. Um, yeah. So that um,
0: – Well, one of my brackets, I actually have Creighton in this game, and in the other bracket, I I had Arizona. You know, I had – you know, so, yeah.
2: I'm of a firm belief that you only create one bracket. Well. <laughs> yeah. We – <laughs>
0: We've already discussed
2: this. yes, I like to just periodically just bring it up <laughs> So in this game, I actually had Creighton in this game, but they were facing Arizona and then Arizona would win. So right. Creighton being in this game is not a is, it does not go against my bracket. It's what happens after this game that would be. Against my bracket because Arizona would have been that team that would have won right here, right? That I had in my bracket. So,
0: well, as much as I would like to take Princeton in this game, I just think Creighton has too good of basketball players, but at the same time, you know, um, Arizona and Missouri had some awfully good basketball players as well, so you just never know when it comes to that, but I am going to take the Blue Jays. This is in one of my brackets. I did have Creighton winning this game, um, not against Princeton, but I had I had them winning the game. Um, so I'm going to take Creighton in this one. And then the last game tomorrow night is should be a really, really good game with this guard play. And that's number three, Xavier takes on number two, Seed Texas tomorrow night. So we we end the Sweet 16 with that game tomorrow night. What do you think on the Xavier-Texas game?
2: So like the uh, Gonzaga-UCLA game, I had this game picked as Xavier versus Texas. I also had Texas winning this game. So um, I – I, I, I have Texas winning, so I mean, because I've got Texas winning at all, and but I did have Texas going against Xavier in the Sweet 16, and Texas advancing.
0: So you staying with that?
2: I am staying with that. I actually okay. even in the Houston Miami game had both games, you know, both both teams picked and had Houston going. So uh, so
0: I as well have Texas picked in this game. I have Texas in my final four Mm -hmm. um, out of that bracket. So I have Texas in that game. um, And I'm going to stick with Texas. Um, I thought the way Texas closed the season by beating uh, Kansas by plus 15 twice the first part of March, um, I thought that bode pretty well for them um, heading into the tournament. Xavier has looked well, and their guard play has been stellar. So, you know, do they have a puncher's chance tomorrow night? Sure. I mean, you know, um, Sean Miller is a heck of a coach. His first year there, by the way, back there again, and has done a great job of uh, getting Xavier back to the Sweet 16 for the first time, I think, since 2017. Um, So... Uh, got to give got to give him some props there on that but I do have Texas picked in that game right so <clears throat> that is the sweet 16 matchups for March Madness the next thing I want to talk about I want to talk about so tomorrow and I know a lot of people may not want to pay attention to this but tomorrow Kentucky footballs Pro day is tomorrow, and it's a pretty big damn deal that's going on. Will Levis is bringing in everybody. So the past years, when Kentucky's had their pro day, um, they they've brought in some TV people. ESPN Plus has showed up and, and done some coverage of UK's pro day. Uh, behind a paywall, on you know, for ESPN Plus. But tomorrow, SEC Network is going to be there pretty much for three or four hours. And on top of that, NFL Network is there tomorrow to broadcast live. And there is over 90... Media members that have that are expected to be there could be over a hundred media members, and that's the media that's not counting the scouts and all that. That's going to be there tomorrow. Uh, Will Levis is going to be throwing supposedly around one o'clock Eastern time, and it is going to be made for TV tomorrow. The,
2: yeah.
0: And, yeah. And one, and one of the last things that I want to mention about Kentucky's Pro Day tonight, sometime, maybe still going on now. It is kind of late there now. So it's about 10 Eastern time. So, but tonight in Lexington, Kentucky, Will Levis went to dinner with the Carolina Panthers owners with their top management people, and with the the head coach and the offensive coordinator tonight in Lexington, Kentucky, leading up to this pro day. So there has been talk that the Carolina Panthers may uh, be trying to trade up to make sure that they get Will Levis. We've already seen um, the Bears trade trade it out trade their pick. So I think Carolina is got the ninth. No. Wait a second. I, it, was, it was Carolina that traded, wasn't it?
2: Uh yes. I think Carolina traded for it was for Carolina the, that traded, went traded up.
0: And, that traded up, right? So they have the yes. number one pick.
2: Correct. They do have the number one pick.
0: Yeah. They did have the ninth pick, but I think they're the ones that traded with Chicago and now have the first pick. And Carolina is courting Will Levis tonight in Lexington. Um, And there is some major talk about that as well as the Indianapolis Colts. Those are the two teams that I keep hearing that are majorly interested in Will Levis at the top of the board. So I just wanted to bring that up. I know that there's um, Kentucky Football Pro Day is not something that the national media is probably too most of the time interested in, but this time they are. There is going to be an absolute ton of them there, and uh, it's going to be on TV in the morning starting at 1030 Eastern Time on SEC Network. So check them out. Kentucky's got 11 players that are going to be participating in the pro day tomorrow, including Chris Rodriguez, um, several linebackers, um, Jordan Wright, DeAndre Square, um, Ke- uh, Keandre Smith. I'm trying to think of his first, how you pronounce his first name. All right. Um, and and you know there's going to be several players. There's eleven players that are trying out, and trying, uh, right, working out in front of the scouts tomorrow. And like I said, check them out. It's going to be on SEC Network at ten thirty in the morning Eastern time, and then at one Eastern time, NFL Network is going to join in, and that's when Will Levis is supposed to do his thing.
2: So. Yeah.
0: All right. So, do you have some baseball series that you want us to?
2: I just looked up some right here. Um, so if you're not ready, I'll do. I'll do a
0: price pick. Real quick. Do that. Um, All right. All right, guys. So we are now part of Price Picks, and as soon as I can get this to come up on the screen. our price pick code is CSCAST. cast and we ask that you go to pricepicks.com and use our code CSCAST. when you use this code as your initial deposit on an account with price picks you double your money up to a hundred dollars so if you put down 50 bucks you actually get a hundred dollars to play with if you put down 100 bucks You'll actually get $200 to play with. And right now with the NCAA tournament going on, it's a perfect, perfect time to have a little bit of fun on your daily fantasy sports and get out there and make a few small picks with this money. Again, use our code CSCAST on prizepicks.com to 100% match your deposit up to $100. All right, so John's trying to get a couple of uh, or a few um, baseball series lined up. So I'm I'm going to update the bracket challenge. So we have a couple of leaders tied. John is actually tied before tonight's game started um, with uh, Grayson Ricketts, I think is his name. And there's two of you that's tied at the top. I've, I've taken a little beating this week because I, I got two brackets and one's seventh and one's twelfth out of about 18 or 20 that's in our league something like that um, but I do still have quite a few quite a few points available because I still have three of my final four teams that are in and in uh, both of mine actually I have three final four teams so um I think I'm like tied for second for the most points possible, I think, um, in one. And then the other one, I think I'm tied for fifth, most points possible, I think. So, um, but we encourage you to play, um, anytime we do these challenges and these brackets and stuff like that, uh, hop on board and play and and put your bracket in with us. And we just have a little bit of fun with it. I post everything on Twitter, um, and uh, you can Brad CS Cast is my Twitter account, so you can go on there, and we post everything on there uh, each night. And uh, we've already got a winner with Kansas State and UConn tonight. So I'm sure the brackets have changed, and I haven't taken a peek at them since since the game started tonight, but.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly where we are in, as far as the brackets, Uh, I know that I was, like I said, still in the lead, uh, but on to baseball. Um, so the first one, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, there's two of them that are Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. And one of them has already had one game completed. The other one is still going. So the first game is Duke versus UNC. And UNC has already won game one. So do you think that Duke will win the next two games? Or do you think that UNC will win at least one more game and take the series?
0: Duke and UNC.
2: uh, yeah, that's, that's that's number 15. UNC uh, is the home team. Duke is unranked.
0: And UNC is the one that won tonight?
2: Yeah, UNC won 6-3 to three tonight.
0: And it's at home. I'm going to go
2: with UNC in the series. UNC in the series? Yeah, it does make sense. It's not like it's... Much harder to do it. They just need to win one out of the next two games and they could win the series. Um, I will as well. Um, the other game that was that there was a uh, Thursday, Fr- uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday series was between Auburn and Georgia. It's Georgia at Auburn. Um, both teams are unranked. This game is still being played because Auburn tied it in the bottom of the ninth. They are in the top of the 10th right now.
0: It yeah, I see six it. I was, six. I've got it on my ESPN app. So it says six to six in the top of the 10th. I'm not watching right. it,
2: but right. Yeah. They, uh, they tied it late, late in the game. I, in the I'm game
0: actually going to go with Auburn in this series. I think Auburn should beat Georgia in this series. I would think.
2: Right. Yeah. One would think, um, Auburn should have a better team, but pitching is at a detriment right now to Auburn, um, and if the offense can't pick it up, then the pitching will have to survive, and they are not been very reliable. Um, they have. They've, they've
0: struggled. You're right. They They right. have been struggling yeah. with the pitching staff. That's what's um, cause them problems. They can hit the ball. They've right. got the hitting. They can score runs. They just yep. uh, um, are getting outscored in several games.
2: Right. And, and last weekend against Arkansas, they were unable to get any sort of offense really going. And that was against another, you know, what seemed to be a bad pitching staff as well. But they – were coming on because the uh, the one of their pitchers threw a complete game last week, and then came back this past week, or, or the previous week that he threw a complete game, and then this past week did very well, and so was has actually helped the pitching staff's numbers go from being like twelfth to being like 9th. Or something like that, where Auburn is still in double digits as far as being in the uh bottom bottom third. This is a
0: series that Auburn needs if they're gonna make any noise in the SEC. So I'm gonna pick them. I'm gonna pick them in the series. They do
2: they do need to win this one. Um, all right, moving on. Next one will be number five, Arkansas at number one LSU.
0: Yeah, I thought you might pick this one. I did pull up some of the baseball stuff, so um you know, Arkansas is the team you were talking about to kind of put it on Auburn last weekend. They are nineteen and two, um, the same record as LSU, by the way. But LSU has went out and played in these, you know, um, classics and stuff like that that you know right. that have been that have been going on early in the season and played a pretty tough schedule. Um, right. And this is at home for LSU, right?
2: Yes, it's at at yeah. Alex Box Stadium.
0: Yeah, I I expect LSU to at the very least win this series, and they 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 might sweep. Which I don't. I, I'm going to say win the series.
2: Yeah, I would say win the series. Um, they took two out of three against Texas A&M last week, uh, and they played very poorly uh, in that. Like as far as the stars for LSU weren't great. And they were still able to take the series, um, but they 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 just didn't have enough on Sunday to win uh, to sweep against Texas A&M. I I think that they will win the series, and it it will come down to the Sunday game as to whether they can sweep. I mean that's pretty obvious, but I think it will become come down to that they their stars will have to be the stars. And, and come out. You'll have to have Dylan Cruz Tommy actually Tanks. be really good. You'll have to have Tommy <laughs> Tanks get out there. But I think Tommy Tanks was actually okay this past weekend. But Klinger I was being, just
0: throwing out names. Yeah, a-
2: Klinger, <laughs> uh, the leadoff guy, wasn't very good last weekend. Uh, Dylan Cruz was very me- mediocre um, as far as offensively. Uh, you can't have much better
0: baseball name than Tommy Tanks. I mean, you know, come on.
2: Right, right. Tommy it's White. It's a nickname. Tommy White from NC State gets transfers to LSU. and <laughs> I mean, he, he was Tommy Tanks at, at NC State. So right. it's not like this just happened. He, he was this way at NC State. Right, um, I got you. The next one is it, it's a surprise that both teams are not ranked. I'm actually more surprised that both that either one of these teams are not ranked. But it's FSU at UVA at Virginia. And
0: well, so Virginia's 19 and 2.
2: They're unranked.
0: Well, according to what I got here, they're 19 and 2. So um, FSU, sure, uh, FSU is
2: 12 and 9. Right on the year it oh, is no, sorry, sorry sorry let me <laughs> let me let me i i didn't yeah virginia this. on, is, is on one pole is eight yeah, yeah sorry they're they're eight they're eight yeah i was um, like wow this is even surprising that they're actually eight fsu is 12 and nine
0: um according to what i got here and right they, they so can't anyway i will i will go with virginia uh, to at least win this series at home you said virginia and they, yeah and they yeah. could they could sweep it, but I'm going to go win the
2: series. I think the last time I went against FSU, FSU swept whoever they played. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! They, they should not have done that." But I do think that UVA's got the better team. They're 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 better. Uh, so uh, the next one uh, for our Defam boys, uh, guys uh Clemson at Georgia
0: Tech Clemson and Georgia Tech. And I'm going to yes. have to find this one. I don't know where this one's at
2: add on here. Most of these are in order going straight okay. down the list. It's All just right, that I, I do I do Clemson's skip.
0: 14 and 8, Georgia Tech's 14 and 7. It looks like it's at Georgia Tech. Is that right? Right. Correct. Correct. Um You know, I'll, I'll go with the, the fanboys crew and, and go Clemson in the series, even though it's at Georgia Tech.
2: Gotcha. And I am going to – I will go Georgia Tech win the series. All right. All right. So just a quick update right here in the bottom of the 10th. Auburn has now put the leadoff batter on base. That is uh, Stanfield, the left fielder. I believe it is crisp, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, Stanfield, the left fielder, supposed to be pretty quick. Should be the heir apparent to center field once Casey uh, Howell um, is no longer playing baseball, but he is like five or six... Uh, like, he's played for five or six years. He's got the one of the most amount of starts for a yeah. <clears throat> uh, starting member of the. Uh, and he's I think he also leads Auburn in the amount of hits for an Auburn Tiger. Um, and he's well over 200 hits now. He's over 200 hits now. Uh, ooh, the second batter has now been hit by a pitch. Uh, he was going up there to bunt, and they... So they got two on oh, huh? No, they called it a foul ball. I thought it got him in the arm. I didn't think it hit the... Hmm. I thought it hit him first. Yeah. How many more serious we have? Okay, uh, we've got... Uh, that's about halfway through, right there. Mizzou, okay, twenty-two, number twenty-two, Mizzou, at number eleven, South Carolina. I think South Carolina leads the country in home runs.
0: So this is this is an interesting series this weekend. I think mm. uh, Mizzou is coming off of a sweep of then top five Tennessee. Correct. Um, and it is a pretty big shocker for Mizzou to come in and sweep Tennessee yes. the way they did last weekend, Brilliant. and Mizzou is now ranked this week, went into the rankings, and are ranked 22nd, and South Carolina's 11th. They have been in that uh, third hole probably in the thought of the East for a while mm-hmm. um, behind Florida and Vandy. Um, and this is at South Carolina. Uh, Mizzou comes in riding a high, but I, I'm i actually going to take South Carolina in this to take two out of three.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I, I, I believe that's probably how this series will go. South Carolina um, is, has been – like you said, they lead the country in home runs and they've been pounding the ball. And they're 20 and two. Missouri is 17 and three um, and coming off of that sweep. So they are coming off of riding highs.
2: So. Right. And South Carolina is also coming off a sweep of Georgia, but Georgia is not really that great of a team. South Carolina is much better than Georgia. So that was to be expected. Um, I, too, will go South Carolina winning the series, uh, not a clean sweep, but winning the series against Mizzou. Next one, Texas A&M at Tennessee.
0: And this is an interesting series as well, and the reason why I say this one's interesting is both of these teams were top five, top six teams going into the season, and both of them have struggled. A little bit early in the season so far. Um Texas AM is fifteen and six and Tennessee is sixteen and six. Right. They they are both still in the top twenty five. Texas AM, I have them listed here twenty first and Tennessee ranked twelfth. Correct. Yes. But Tennessee started the season second, and I think Texas AM was like sixth, I think. Fifth when or they sixth, started the
2: preseason. Something yeah, like fifth that. or
0: sixth. They were either fifth or sixth Correct. Uh, when they started the season. Uh, Texas A&M did lose the series to LSU last weekend. That was to be expected. And, um, two, you know, one to two, got, they did get one out of LSU. Got the, got and the Tennessee, yep. like I just mentioned, was swept by Missouri. Right. Uh, this, If Tennessee is going to be what they thought they were, this is a series that
2: Tennessee absolutely has to win. This is a get home. right series. Yeah, this is for this is either series. team. It's a so, get right series, but the problem is, is is that it, I'm Tennessee.
0: gonna pick it for Tennessee since it's at home right. and then coming off a, a coming off of a complete sweep mm-hmm. by a team that you would have thought they would have never got swept by.
1: Right.
0: Um and uh matter of fact, I you know, if we had this last week, I probably picked Tennessee um in that series last week over the over Missouri. Oh I'd Um, Yeah. So I'm going to say Tennessee gets two out of three over Texas A&M. But this may be, if they lay an egg this week, this may be the last time I pick them like that.
2: Correct. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, so I've got Tennessee getting right against Texas A&M. I always thought Texas A&M was more of a fraud being that high. But I didn't think, I mean, I still thought they were really good. I just didn't think they were that good. Um, so the next series, number 23, Kentucky at Bama.
0: And this is a series that I've been interested in. You know that, you know, I'm a Kentucky fan and we're, we're getting into the college baseball stuff now. And I've been following this team and, uh, you know, their coach, has kind of been on the hot seat uh, because, not because he he's terrible. He he gets real close and he just can't get Kentucky over the hump most of the time. I think that and, has to do uh, more
2: with the league than him.
0: Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> but he's been there. Better. But he's been there about. I think this is his seventh year. Okay, I believe it. as as the head, as the you know as the coach now.
1: Right.
0: And uh, but so this year. They're on a 15-game winning streak. Um, They just swept Mississippi State at home this past weekend, and they entered the top 25 this week. They are 23 in this poll. Uh, D1, they're 23. Baseball America, they're 25. And they have a great pitching staff. Yeah. That is what's kind of kept them in. Alabama fell out of the top 25. Correct. This this week. Right. They're 18 and 4 though. They are, are it's not like they are an absolute terrible team, but Alabama is one of those teams kind of like the Kentucky teams of the past. Correct. That that put up a lot of Wins early on against some weaker teams, and then in the SEC they usually fall off a little bit. Right. Alabama got lost the series last week to Florida. Um, they did get one game against Florida last week, um, and 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 you know one one out of three. Right. So and Kentucky comes in like I said, winning fifteen in a row. I'm actually going to take Kentucky in this series and hope that that's what happens, um, and Kentucky can win two out of three.
2: Right. Um, I'm actually going to go Bama, but by slimmest of margins, because <laughs> I, I, too, think that very much Bama's just been beating up on teams that they should beat up on. And that the moment that they started playing real competition, that's the moment that they actually started losing. So they started out the year – I think 13 or 14 and 0. And then they were what, four and four the last four games or for last eight games?
0: Something like that. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and, you know, they were, they, they lost two out of three against Columbia and then two out of three against Florida. Um, I, I think they, I think they get right, but I still don't think they're like, great or anything like that, any stretch of the mean. So, uh,
0: Kentucky's do some losses. They've won 15 correct, in a
2: row. Correct. So
0: um, if it happens, it's not the end of the world, I, as long as they don't get swept.
2: Right. The next one is going to be number 17, Miami, at number two, Wake Forest. Miami at Wake?
0: Yes. All right. Miami is 17, 15, and 6. Wake is number 2, 19, and 3. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Wake was number 2. Of course, they just dropped. Like I said, Tennessee had been there up to a week or two ago. Correct. Um. I guess I'll take Wake in the series, okay? And we'll see what happens. I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know as much about either one of these teams as go some of the, the SEC go,
2: teams. Go, I it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Wake as well on this, uh, but not again. I don't think they're gonna win by a whole lot. I don't think it's gonna be like a blowout or anything like that. Uh, last series, number three, Florida at number thirteen. Ole Miss.
0: So Florida has some hitters and been like killing the ball. Um, Correct. uh, And Ole Miss while still hanging on to, you know, the 13th 13th ranking, they're 15 and 6. Not quite what people thought they might be. You know what I mean? I mean, Maybe they are. Maybe, you know, I'm not sure. Um, but I do think Florida is probably the better team. So I'm going to take Florida in this to win two out of three, to at least win the series.
2: Yeah, I believe Ole Miss is coming off of being swept as well um, off of the many sweeps that happened for the SEC this past weekend. SEC last week, right. yeah. It was four or five? Uh, was it five? Four. Swept, all swept. And Tennessee got uh, swept. Tennessee got swept.
0: Mississippi State got sweat, swept. Swept. Like both,
2: both Mississippi schools got swept. Um, and then Georgia got swept. So a lot of sweeps. Yeah. A lot of sweeps. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: I'm kind of getting into this baseball thing. So when basketball is completely over, we'll we'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to some of this baseball stuff. So.
2: Two more weeks. Yep.
0: Basketball is going to be about over with. So by the end of this weekend, by the end of this weekend, guys, we will know the final four teams. They will be heading to Houston um, Mm -hmm. for April 1st and April 3rd. And we will know the final four teams. I think making the final four in college basketball is one of the most prestigious Um, tournaments and, and, you know, you, you just like, you just are well known for the rest of time. You know what I mean? By making the final four um, in college basketball, it's, it's one of the most prestigious tournaments in the history of sports. If you ask me Um, and with Tom Izzo losing tonight, we will have a new coach as a winner in the NCAA tournament this time. Izzo was the last remaining coach who had won a title in, yeah. the, in, in March Madness. UConn is the only school left now, I believe, that has won an NCAA tournament. I'm pretty sure. If I got that right, I'll take a look and, and try to and try to go back. But I believe that UConn is the only school left that has won the NCAA tournament now. Um, so, you know, with Izzo being out and no coach left and now UConn being the only school left, um, it is getting likely that, you know, we might have a new team win the tournament this time. And I think maybe John froze up, so I'm trying to go on and finish see. this. Yeah. Are you there? Oh, there you are.
2: Yeah, I'm here. All right. I wasn't sure exactly how often but, I have uh, gone in and out here.
0: <laughs> a, a couple of times, but not too
2: many. Yeah. Yep.
0: But so, you know, it's getting down, and, you know, we it's likely we might have – we're definitely going to have a coach as the new winner. I know that for sure.
2: Well, I mean, UCLA has won a title. They're still in it. Yes. Yes,
0: UCLA has won a title. I was trying to look, look, so yes, you're right. UCLA's won eleven titles.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say UCLA's won a title. They haven't uh, won one recently. They've won think. eleven titles. Right.
0: But okay, so U- UCLA and UConn, I guess, are the only ones,
2: right? right yep alabama's never won one
0: houston's never won one
2: arkansas Uh, has no they've lost they're out they're out now (laughs) they're out out. yeah (laughs) yeah it's like wait a minute
0: arkansas had yeah but they're out now and mississippi or michigan state had they were one that had and they got beat
2: right they got bounced
0: yeah tonight
2: yeah And I'm not sure. I don't think, I mean, unless Princeton won one a long, 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 long time ago. I don't believe so. so.
0: I mean, unless they won one in the 40s, early 40s, and that's possible. I'm not saying that they didn't.
2: Right. Not Uh, in the modern era.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because in the early 40s, actually, the NIT was a bigger tournament than the NCAA. The NCAA started around 19. 38 to 40, somewhere around there. Um, I, I do, I've been a historian about all this stuff in basketball most of my life. Um, And, and through about 1952 or 53, 54, um, the NIT was actually bigger than the NCAA tournament. Um, And then um, the NIT, the NCAA actually grew and kind of took over. And, you know, since the mid fifties, Everybody's won and and goes to the NCAA tournament. The NITs kind of took the back seat, but early on, most teams went to the NIT. So, but in the I know in the early forties, you were asking about Princeton. Princeton actually went to the um, NCAA tournament a few times and done well. I know that. I'm not sure if they won one or not. I'd have to go back and look. Right. All right, so I'm gonna real quick finish this up with Home for Our Troops. Um, our Home for Our Troops is our 2023 nonprofit organization that we're asking for each and everyone to give to. It is for the fanboys, and they build homes for wounded veterans. And that's they've been doing this for 20 plus years. So we ask. Uh, that you give to them, every dollar that you give, 90 cents of that dollar will go towards building these homes for our injured and wounded troops. And you can do that at www.hfot.usa.org. All right, guys, Sweet 16 round. Then you got the Elite Eight. And on Sunday, we will come back And we will wrap up the weekend, and we will talk about all the games that has happened between the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and we will wrap up to the Final Four and maybe even begin a little preview on the Final Four. All
2: right.
0: On Sunday, catch us on WSBN TV, YouTube, or Facebook at 3 p.m. Y'all have a good night.